Welcome to Bitch Talk, booze interviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. I'm Erin. That's Ange. Hi. That's Char. Hello. You can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com where you can sign up for our monthly e-news. For behind-the-scenes videos and two-minute clips of our interviews, head to our YouTube channel and subscribe. You can find us every other Thursday morning at 9.30 a.m. at bff.fm. And if you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For the love of God, do it. It really helps. Welcome to Bitch Talk. We are sitting down for the second time with director Bao Nian. We first met last year at Sundance, uh, where he directed the Bruce Lee documentary, Be Water, that we still talk about mm-hmm. and love so much. Uh, and now we're here welcoming you because you directed a music video during the pandemic uh, with none other than MC Jin and Wyclef Jean. No big deal. Uh, and the song is called Stop the Hatred. So uh, welcome back, Bao, and we're so happy to have you. It's great to be back. It's, it's, it's good to sort of bookend uh, the pandemic with you all. So Same. much, yeah, <laughs> so much has happened. And obviously I want to get into the music video, but we, you know, we were touching base with our prior interview at Sundance a little over a year ago. And we were talking about then uh, the, the history of AAPI, you know, immigrants in this country and, and how we've kind of our history from the Chinese railroad to the model minority. And here we are sitting down with you today about a music video fighting against, you know, anti-Asian hate. So it, it kind of is full circle in a really sad way, but with a happy ending because this music video has come of it. So, so can you explain your involvement, how it came about and, and what it really signifies for you? Yeah, well, I um, was approached to do the music video, I guess it was like almost a couple of months ago or like, uh, yeah. And um, I was actually preparing to go to Vietnam. I'm actually in Vietnam at the moment. Um, prepping for a shoot and I was I was getting ready for that shoot and, and a few other projects and I remember my managers just texting me it's like you know MC Jin and Wyclef want you to direct this music video and I was really busy and I, I you know we I think a lot of uh, artists nowadays have to learn the power of saying no right and um, I was just like okay well send me the song if I like it then I'll figure out a way to work it into my schedule. If I don't, I can always blame it on my schedule, which was, it was true. I mean, I was super busy at the, at that moment and they, they had a crazy timeline where they wanted it to come out. This is like mid April and they were trying to release it um, on May 1st, you know, and, oh and to coincide with the coincide with the beginning of, you know, API heritage month. Um, and so they sent me the song. I listened to it. And I got really emotional. I almost started crying when I listened to it for the first time. And um, I called back my managers and I was just like, fuck it, you know, this is too good. I got to do it. Um, and, and that's the story of how it happened. Um, just because, you know, at that time, this is about um, a month or so after the, the horrific murders in Atlanta. And for the past year, we've been sort of um, faced with all these anti-Asian um, hate crimes. And I, as a filmmaker, as a storyteller, I felt really helpless in many ways because I didn't know what to do. I didn't know sort of how to activate myself. And I had just finished this PSA called Together for the GoFundMe um, API Community Fund. And I, you know, I thought, okay, that's, I felt sort of um, 
grateful to have that opportunity and and that um, there was yeah that opportunity to sort of like use my skill set to to do something for the community. But then when I listened to the song, I was like, well, I really love the song. Like, what's stopping me from like continuing to sort of connect my work with with trying to to help out the community and, and really make an anthem, right? Um, and I, I, it was funny because like, you know, um, during that whole time, I was thinking how how music has such a sort of way to unify people and create solidarity and, and really become, uh, as I mentioned, an anthem for for the for the moment and the movement. And and when MC Jin and Wyclef came together, um, it seemed it seemed like a perfect fit. It seemed like almost serendipitous. And I just when I was listening to the song, I used to live in New York City for a long time. I actually. Um, did a lot of community work there. I post um, college, I started working at this community center in New York City's Chinatown, which one of my main jobs was to help revitalize Chinatown post 9-11. And, um, and so I, I have a strong connection with that community and listening to the song and just like listening to the lyrics, that's what got me emotional. And, and um, I, I immediately conjured up these images of, of New York City, Chinatown, and, and imagines, you know, visualize the song into a music video quite, um, not easily, I should say, but it, it seemed like it was a, there's, there was, a, again, serendipity to it. And um, yeah, that's how I got connected and, and we made it happen really quickly. I, that was another worry of mine is just making it, you know, making a music video in basically two, two to three weeks. And during a pandemic. Um, during a pandemic, yeah. And in <laughs> just New throw York that City. on top. Yeah, and in New exactly. York, yeah. 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 <laughs> no, if I, I actually was going to ask you more about New York. Were you already there? Did you have to fly from LA? And then, you know, how does the scouting go? It's so fast. I mean, Angie and I are kind of nerding out probably a little bit on like production part. So, but I mean, it's a pandemic. You're in New York. I think I, I'm going to guess you know what you want, but trying to get that in a timely manner is, is a little crazy. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm usually based in Los Angeles, and um, they wanted to shoot in New York because Wyclef and and Jin are based in New York, so it made more sense to shoot in New York. Um, so I immediately after I had the call with sort of Jin and the team about um, more in terms of the creative and and his inspiration for the song. I immediately called my uh, friend, Tiffany Izzy Chang, who's a producer in New York City. She actually, I've actually never worked with her in, in, a, in the States. We met in Vietnam when I was living in Vietnam and she was also living in Vietnam, but I knew she had just moved back to New York City and that she was uh, producing music videos and commercials. And I, we have this sort of like uh, uh, language that we share in terms of production and I was like, how crazy is it for us to shoot like in like next week? Um, <laughs> and, and, and again, I think because we've worked in Vietnam, which is also a very fast paced and production environment, it, was, it helped. Um, but yeah, that was definitely a challenge. But I, you know, I, I, for me as, you know, as an artist, it's these challenges, these creative constraints just make me more inspired in some ways. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think uh, New York City and especially New York City's Chinatown, again, has a special place in my heart that it wasn't too hard for me to start thinking of, of places, of locations. And, 
And one of the things that I wanted to link the, the song and the music video to is sort of the, um, I should say the, the businesses that were affected by the pandemic, the neighborhoods that were affected by the pandemic, especially Chinatown, right? And uh, I, I was thinking of all these sort of uh, Asian Chinese banquet halls that I used to go to for dim sum that were really yeah. lively. Mm -hmm. And now, yeah. And then thinking during the pandemic, like that's sort of has been erased. And like, there's a certain melancholy to that environment and so I knew immediately that I wanted the main performance space to be set in sort of a, a closed down Chinese Chinatown uh, banquet hall because it's such a um, a contrast between what we're used to seeing uh, pre-pandemic and then what we've been seeing during the pandemic and so um, I just reached out to people who knew different businesses in Chinatown um, the original business we wanted to go to was Jin Feng, but it was, and that's sort of like the, the marquee uh, banquet hall. And they, they were a little too far along in terms of um, closing down. They were almost a demolition site by the time we wanted to shoot. And I was telling Tiffany, I was like, well, can't we shoot in a demolition site? And like my, my sort of like Vietnam production brain. Cause like in Vietnam, you can basically shoot anywhere. Um, but obviously it's a safety hazard to shoot in a demolition site or, <laughs> you know, in New York city where there are higher sort of safety standards. Um, so we found another location that wasn't, you know, they were closed down, but they weren't um, about to be demolished. And so we, you know, I worked with my production designer, uh, Patricia, who did an amazing job of making a really sort of normal looking banquet hall, um, look into this dystopian, almost apocalyptic banquet hall. Yeah, I love that. I, and I, watching it, it really, because I, I live right down the street from San Francisco's Chinatown and watching parts of it, I really felt like I was looking at the Chinatown in San Francisco as well. And it was really comforting for me to see those images. And, and as you said, you know, after uh, we were on lockdown, slowly some neighborhoods started opening up and restaurants started opening up. And it, it certainly seemed like Chinatown was the slowest to start back up again because of this fear. So um, I, I love just the imagery and it, and it was really comforting to see, see all age ranges. So I would like to talk about the extras that you cast, you know, holding photos and also your decision to cast um, MC Jin's son in the music video, which I read uh, some backstory that he was the inspiration for the title of the song as well. Yeah, well, I think over this past year, these sort of hate crimes have been seen through the lens or have almost been anonymous in many ways because you'll just hear like you know 60 year old Asian man attacked on the streets of Chinatown or like 80 year old Asian woman and and there's there's no face to that it's we we've kind of gotten used to this like CCTV footage or like viral phone footage and I didn't want that to be sort of the the visual of the music video, right? I wanted it to be more humanistic because the song is an uplifting song. You know, in the beginning, it's a, it's a bit, um, you know, a little bittersweet and, and sad, but as the song progresses, it really is uplifting. And so I wanted the music video to, to exemplify that as well. Um, and so that meant having these portraits of, of, of people, of residents of Chinatown, not just, the elderly, but also young people who, um, who want, who also feel helpless in some ways um, in helping 
the community. And so I think just visibility and presence is, is a way to support, um, one way to support our community. And I think um, I, we, you know, we, we did a sort of a, a casting call just through our friends first and then it got spread pretty quickly. And um, it turned into this huge group of extras in, in Chinatown who wanted to be part of it, which was really heartwarming and moving because I, again, I think a lot of us in the younger generation felt like we didn't know what to do. So if we were able to just show our support in any way possible, then, then that's why a lot of people showed up. And I think, you know, when we talk about solidarity, we, we talk about it across racial solidarity, but I guess generational sol solidarity is also important. And um, I, I just wanted to really, um, again, uh, represent that in the music video. And in regards to um, Chance, uh, Jin's son, you know, the end of the song, there is, there's a moment where you hear Jin's uh, son speaking, right? He speaks at this rally. And I wanted to tie that, that moment together with, with the song and the music video, because parts of the song almost feel like a letter to, to like Jin's letter to his, his son, right? And mm -hmm. um, that was the reason, you know, there's that moment where they, where he's kind of like kneels down and, and raps to his son. And, and um, again, I think, you know, the, the song begins with this idea of, of Jin talking about his grandmother, but then it ends with, with him and his son. So it was a conscious decision to include Chance in the music video because he's, he's a strong part of the song, right? His voice comes in at the very end. And uh, I always imagined the song, um, and I'm sure Jin imagined it this way, as, as a letter to Chance, to his, to his son, right? And so that's why we, you know, we have that scene in the in, in Jin's second verse where you know he kneels down and talks to his son uh, and raps to his son. Um, so it was important for me to, you know, start the, the music video with the story of the grandmother, but then also um, end it with the uh, with the um, with Jin and and Chance and that 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 moment that rally right where where Chance actually says stop the hatred to a large group of people and. Um, it was sort of an intimate way to, to tie in all the themes because throughout the music video, we also see moments of um, the Asian American movement prior to the movement today, right? We see, you know, um, protests mm -hmm. uh, for Vincent, for justice for Vincent Chin. We see um, Yuri Kochiyama, right? Um, uh, and, and so um, for me personally, I always like to, to, to interweave the, the micro and the macro, right? And that's how I think. I tried to do it with the music video. I, I love those elements of the video. So thank you so much for, for putting that in there because it, it is it is the macro um, conversation too. Um, just as a side note, and we're going to wrap in a minute, um, I know you're in lockdown in Vietnam, you mentioned it, and I do follow you on Instagram. Um, and I love the photo series you've been doing alone together and wondered if you wanted to talk a little bit about that. Um, sure, yeah. I mean, I... <laughs> I was in a really gnarly lockdown or quarantine at first. I'm still technically in lockdown. It's sort of crazy. It's it's supposed to be a 14 day quarantine, but then it got extended to a 28 day quarantine. So as soon as I got out of my 28 day yeah. quarantine, uh, the city went into lockdown. So it was like a 14 day lockdown after oh. my 28 day quarantine. So I, I'm not. I don't even know the math between that. But um, I uh, in the, in the middle of my quarantine, I was just like. I had friends who were visiting me because luckily I had a balcony 
and it was on the second floor so they can come say hi and um you know I started to just take photos from my balcony and, and a friend of mine's like oh can can I just come and you can I'll walk in in your area and you can just take a photo of me while while I'm walking I was like oh that's kind of a good idea just while I'm out here just doing these portraits of of friends and and you know I I did it out of boredom really to be honest and and people really love the series and I'm I'm very grateful that people mm-hmm. liked it and loved it and um yeah, it was just something fun to do, to be honest, to, to keep my mind off of going from going insane. No, it's really beautiful photos, and and I, I I appreciated them. So what about it's like, oh, I'm bored one day. Let me do this photo series. Well, I have two weeks to shoot a music video, and this is what you create. Like, I'm sorry, that's crazy. You're just so talented, and the they're so lucky that you you latched onto this project because mm-hmm. you, brought, you brought so much to this music video uh for those of you listening uh check out their official website it's stopthehatredofficial.com and you've also partnered with the asian american foundation which is at paaf.org thanks so much for being with us bao and i uh, can't wait to see what you do next thank you so much it's always a pleasure if you like what you hear rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts For more information about us, you can head to bitchtalkpodcast.com. This podcast is created, hosted, and executive produced by Aaron Lim. My co-host is Angela Tabora, a.k.a. Captain Party. The show is edited by producer Shar. We're powered by GoTo Productions.